Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life, you were only waiting for this moment to arise. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see. Countless people have experienced life without ever knowing at least one parent, without knowing the length and number of all the branches and the depth of the roots of their family trees. For many of us, at best, it's a nagging question in the backs of our minds. At worst, a desperate need to know that can lead us to question our own identity, our own existence. These are the stories of some who found what they were looking for, some who were found, and some of those who never wanted to look or know. This is is found. On today's episode, I spoke with a young man whose status as an adoptee was never in question as a young boy raised by a family of a different race than his own. It was somewhat later in life, however, he would realize. He's always been on a path to reuniting with his biological family. This is Nathan's story. We're on today with Nathan Dowdy. Thank you for coming on with us, Nate. Of course. Thank you for having me. Now, first of all, let me ask you, do you prefer Nate or Nathan? Or does it uh, matter to you? I, I do prefer Nate. A lot of people just call me Nate and I've gotten used to it. So okay. Nate's better. All right. Nate it is. Okay, so at this point in time, you're a pretty young guy, what, 20, 21, 22? I'm 19. And, oh, nine, n- 19. 19. Okay, not, not, even, not, even, not even drinking age yet. Right. You live in Texas, is that correct? Yep, Dallas, Texas. Are you going to college? Do you have kids or what's, what's going on <laughs> at this point in your life? Um, no, I don't currently have any kids. I am attending um, college right now. I'm, ho- I'm majoring in uh, hospitality management, so I'm going to college. Um, going to college, working a job, just doing the normal stuff. Nothing crazy right now. Well, your story basically begins as an adoptee, correct? Both of your yes. parents had given you up for adoption as, as a baby. Yes. And how old were you when you were adopted by your family that you were with now and know as your family? About three months, about three months. Um, in between, in between that process, I was with, I don't know what they call it, a care, a caretaker. I wasn't with my mother from the point of birth. I was always with someone else. So before I was adopted at three months, I was with a caretaker in between that time. Okay. Like a foster family. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then you say you were adopted at about three months of age and yes. the family that adopted you then is, is the family that you know as your family to this day and always will be correct. Yes, of course. How big a family is that? Do you have how many siblings? 
Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a big family. So I have um I have two sisters and I have one brother who was also adopted. Um and then we have two more who are living with us that um they're not adopted, but we just took them in because their living situation wasn't too good. And so we took them in. And then there's a whole bunch of people on my mom's side and my dad's side. So it's a pretty big family. So your your parents are kind of caregivers and caretakers for a lot of people. That's the kind oh, of yeah. parts they have. Yeah, of course. Most definitely. And now what you told me about your your mother as well is that you finding your birth parents was and has been important to her specifically. Right. Yeah. It was always um, the moment that we had the opportunity to, you know, meet my birth family. Um, it always seemed very important to her. And it, and it always was important to her. Like I said, um, when I was uh, given up for adoption, my mom reached out and she said, we would love for you guys to be a part of a family. We would love for you guys to be one big family. And unfortunately, at that time, they weren't interested in that. Um, but she's always, I wasn't surprised because she's always wanted to, uh, my birth family to play a big role in my life and be a part of our family. So yeah, she's always wanted that. So she's always known who your, at least your birth mother is then. Yeah. So she, she, uh, met my birth mother. She met my birth sisters and my birth brothers. So she met them when they were really young and she met my birth mother. So she knew her, but she wasn't in contact with her in between the years that I was adopted and up to meeting her. She wasn't in contact with her, but she knew who she was. And what about your birth father? Does, does she know, or do you know who that is? Um, so I did meet, um, we went out to dinner for my birth mother. I met somebody and I was introduced to him as like, this is your birth father. Um, so I'll call him my birth father, but I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm honestly not too sure if he is my birth father. So you didn't, you've never actually confirmed that through DNA or anything like that. Um, no, I have not. And he wasn't, she didn't meet him at the, um, when she met, when my mom didn't meet him, when she went to meet everybody else, when she was adopting me. So I'm not really, so we don't know exactly who it is. I see. So how long has it been since the first time that you met your birth mother? Um, it was, um, it's been about a year about a year now, yeah, because around this time, 2020 is when I met them. So this is still fairly young in that part of the process as far as, as even getting to know everyone and working out a potential relationship. Yeah, yeah, still pretty new. Still pretty new. And so for you, last year, obviously, obviously everybody experienced last year, but everyone kind of experienced it the way that each person did individually, but obviously it was a crazy, crazy, crazy year for everyone, no matter what. But right. on top of on top of all of it for you, you also met your your birth mother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You've known your pretty much your whole life or, or at least until you were or since you were young enough to know that you were adopted by the family you're with now. And they, they let you know the truth and of the details. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, they did. I mean, it pretty, it, it really did honestly speak for itself because, um, you know, I was adopted by a white family and I am a black kid. And so there was always that question there and they knew there would always be that question. But the moment I had questions and the moment I could understand it, they told me whatever I wanted to know. So as you said, there wasn't really a question. You could kind of look right. in the mirror and see, I probably didn't come from you guys. Right. So Nate, when the time came, 
to meet her, describe the first time, describe the, the emotions that you went through when you met her and maybe what you were feeling leading up to that moment. So leading up to it, like the day of when they said they were on their way, I, I wasn't really feeling anything up to then. But then when I heard that they were on their way over to my house, I was really nervous. I was sitting up in my room. I was wondering, how am I supposed to go about this? What do you say to someone who you who is honestly a stranger? It's, it, they're your blood, but they're honestly strangers. Like, yes. what are you supposed to say? How are you supposed to go about it? And so I was going over that. I was really nervous. Um, and they came in the house. I stayed upstairs for a little bit, still thinking about what I was going to say. And so I just walked downstairs and I see her. I'm just, I'm standing there and I'm getting like a look at her. I'm like, okay, this is, this is my birth mother. Like this is actually happening right now. And I just asked her, I said, since it was COVID and I said, are you guys doing hugs? And she said, yeah, I am. And I hugged her. And at that point I got a little bit more comfortable, but I wouldn't say I was very, I wouldn't say I was emotional. She was pretty emotional, but I was interested in, you know, learning about the history of the family and any questions I had about, you know, like why my hair doesn't grow fast. If that's like genetic in the family, you know, I was, I was, I had a lot of questions I was interested in. You were interested in the history and then filling in the blanks, but there wasn't necessarily an emotional connection. Right. There wasn't necessarily an emotional connection. And it's because, you know, when, um, when my mom came to me with the, um, saying that she found my birth family, I was like, honestly, I'm, I'm good where I'm at right now. I have a great family. Um, I love my family now. Like, I don't think it's necessary. Um, but we did end up doing it and yeah, it wasn't really an emotional thing for me. It was more of a, like you said, filling in the gas, filling in the blanks, getting questions to answers. I mean, getting answers to questions that I had. You know, some of the people that I talk to, it's obviously everybody's experience is different because, you know, everyone's whatever led up to it is, is their own individual experience. But a few of the people that I've talked to, you know, they, when they had that moment of meeting, you know, whether it was their mother or father, or their, the person they were searching for, for the first time and give her that hug, you know, some of the people that I've talked to, they, they said immediately they felt something and there was that connection. But others have, have said exactly what you said. You know, there was a hug, but there wasn't really anything there. It was just a hug. Right. Like, and so, like you, you and me hugging. Yeah, right. And so I would say, though, I would say that over time, um, because we've done get togethers and things like that, I would say that's what started to build a connection. Uh, right away, like I said, there wasn't really anything for me, but um, going to their baby showers, um, going to see my nieces and nephews, um, that really bi started building the connection to that family. Like, that's what started it. So there was, but there was a connection that started, but it wasn't the immediate moment that I met them. You say nieces and nephews, because obviously there's there's more to the story than than just um, your mother. So mm -hmm. you you obviously got off to a good start and started developing a relationship with siblings right away. And that, that came easily and naturally. Yes, it did. It did. Um, my, uh, I have a brother named Edric and this, he just has the greatest energy. And he was, he was, he seemed like the most excited to meet me. Like he was over the moon. He was like, he could not stop talking and he just has such an interesting story. And, and all the siblings, they have such, they have such interesting stories and talking about their lives. And I really, I would say honestly that I bonded with them quicker than I bonded with my birth mother. It was just, it just it just was easier. Tell us just how many siblings you have, at least on that side. Okay, so 
Right. So on that side that I know, I have um, I got Edric, Ebony, uh, Drew Kell, and Chosen. Um, that's that's um, those are the siblings that I know. Now I have uh, my birth mom did tell me that my dad has um, fourteen kids, not including us, and so that makes nineteen kids in total that I know, but. I, I don't know how many there are because um, a lot of them, what I came to figure out is a lot of people didn't know I existed. My main siblings did, but even their close family, like no one knew I existed. So when I would show up, they'd be like, wait, that's your son? You know? So, I mean, there could be more siblings out there that I don't know about. I mean, if if your dad was that busy, <laughs> I'd say <laughs> yeah. there's a great chance. You know, right. Th- there's, a, there's a chance that there could be more on the way. Exactly. Exactly. So you've never you've never done DNA then you've never have you submitted DNA and and went down that road at all? I have not. My mom has actually been um, trying to get me to do it. Um, It's something that it is something that I'm interested in. I'll be honest. I just haven't got to it. I don't know why I haven't got to it. I guess I'm not like locked in on it, but it is something I'm interested in doing. I just haven't got it done yet. Well, in, in your case, I mean, you you found the birth mother connection. So I can see why it wouldn't really be a pressing matter. Right. But, but that being said, you know, once, once you, once you do that and, you know, submit it to a couple databases, I think you'd, you'd be surprised to see what you find. You just never know what you come up with. Right. I, you know, I, I told you a little bit about my story and it was all yeah. based on having done DNA but there was actually another side to that that I hadn't mentioned. Um, and that's that before I did that, I was also found by uh, a long lost first cousin that none of us knew about. Basically, my mother's brother, he kind of lived in San Francisco and he kind of didn't have anything to do with the family for a long time. And he's passed away a few years ago. But you know, after he passed away, suddenly she, she shows up and we realize, you know, back in. I maybe the late seventies or early eighties, whenever it was, he, he, he fathered a daughter and he didn't even realize it himself at the time. I think he just had like a one night stand and the lady got pregnant and mm-hmm. through DNA, she found us. So it's, wow. you never, you never know what you come up with uh, right. doing that. And on the other end of the spectrum, my father's side that I found, um, we, we've discovered that there seems to be a connection with an uncle that that was in the Vietnam War as well, because I was contacted by someone who had, you know, we shared some some DNA that was in Vietnam, trying to find their their long lost father. So, right. I guess I guess as far as this conversation, that's that's more of a side note. But I I, I pretty much would always recommend DNA and and look at it as something to live by, especially for right. people who who are looking. Which in in your case, you found, but. It would definitely clarify some things about about your father, assuming assuming somebody that's related to him, you know, is in the database. Of course. Yeah, of course. You said. There's four siblings that that, you know, now and that you interact with and one who you're close with and speak to regularly. Mm -hmm. You said his name was Edric. Edric, yes. How many nieces and nephews do you have between all of them? No, there's a, everyone's having kids. So, I mean, like, um, Edric has like mm, three kids, 
I just had um, my sister Drew Kell. She just had twins. Um, my sister Ebony. She just had her fourth kid. I think. Um, it's, it's too many to count. Too many to keep up with. <laughs> Everybody's pretty much in their in their twenties at this point, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're kind of mid late twenties. You know, um, it's uh it is actually though. Like I do, I also get a strong connection with my nieces and nephews. Like when I found out I was, you know, an uncle, you know, to all these kids, it, it was a good feeling. It was, it really was a good feeling, you know, like, and they, they, they love me. Like, I don't, I don't know when it happened, but like, they know my name. They're always excited to see me. And it's, it's really a great feeling. So whenever you met your birth mother, I'm assuming that was the first time in your life that you had met someone who you were related to, correct? It is. It is, yes. You know, quite a few people that I've talked to on this journey have mentioned that, although although in their case, several of them said when they had their own child, that was the first time they'd ever met someone whom they were related to. And that's... <laughs> That's deep. It's really, it's really something to think about. It's, that's not something most people would ever go through life and think about. Right. You know, but again, in, in your case, it's a totally, there's a, a totally different dynamic uh, in terms of the fact that, you know, you're a different race than your family. So it's, right. every time you look in the mirror, you know, you're not related to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said most, most of that side of the family, they weren't aware of you even existing. Yeah, there was a lot of uh like they were surprised. They were shocked. How is it on, on their end how how has it played out? Cuz you know, like I said, I like to try to look at at all sides of these situations and you know, sometimes it can be very jarring for the people who are found as well and they they may not mm -hmm. even necessarily accept it as much. There there are people in my family, you know, there's no resentment or anything like that, but there, you know, there's maybe a little bit more standoffishness or just still not quite know how to feel mm -hmm. uh, about about me having shown up. Right. I guess I'm I'm asking how how has that played out with some of the other family members on the on the other side? I'm sure it's mostly been positive, but yeah, you know how how some of their emotional reactions been and how was I it. Mean I've definitely haven't had a negative experience with someone, you know, figuring out I exist. Most of them are like, how did I not know? Like, this is, this is, this is crazy. And, you know, exchanging contact information. Um, I can't say, cause I, I don't think there was ever a negative experience with someone finding out about my existence. There was maybe some, well, definitely some confusion. Um, <laughs> like that I went to a baby shower for my, um, for my birth sister. And an older man who was there that I'm related to, I guess, um, he was he was just like he could not he could not like get over the fact that I existed. Like he never knew of me and that I existed. Um, that was a little bit of an awkward exchange, but um, really positive. How similar to your siblings do you look? So I look the most like Edric. Edric's my older brother. Um, everyone says I don't I they well they say I don't really see it. But they say they confuse us all the time. Um, one time I had walked into, I, when I walked into my mother's uh, birthday dinner, they thought I was Edric. They they like, oh my God, we thought you were Edric. And I honestly don't see it. I can see it a little bit, but they say we look exactly alike. 
So, you know, Edric, it would have to be Edric. I've had, I've had similar experiences and it, it, it cracks me up. You know, for me, when the, when the whole thing first started, we talked a couple of times and they asked me to send my picture. And as soon as I did, they all started talking about my brother and saying, yeah, man, y'all look like twins. And, you know, the first several times my family's in Chicago. So the first several times that I went up to Chicago to visit the family, you know, other people would come by the house and several times people came by and they didn't even really think twice about seeing me because they thought I was my brother. They just came right. in and started talking to me like, Oh, you remember last time I saw you and no, <laughs> you never seen me before. Man. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually, that's actually crazy because, um, I I just moved down from Chicago in 2014, and it's actually because my birth family they stayed in uh, they stayed in Dallas. Um, I was born in Dallas, adopted in Dallas, and moved to Chicago. Lived up there until 2014. I was born in 2001, and um, it's just crazy how it all worked out. Um, Edric actually at one point he lived down the road from me, and I had no idea. Like we figured out he lived down down the road at one point, and so that is is just crazy because you know you think about you know have ever like walk past this person and they're my family and I didn't know, you know? So, you know, you know, Nate, once again, once again, I can relate to you on that. I I, I lived in Vegas <laughs> for about five years and my uncle lived there at that time and still lives there. And we realized that we, we lived in the same part of town and we're going to the same casinos and doing the same things. So you said, that your mother had had either signed something or at least specifically asked to make sure that you didn't search for her until you were 18. Yes. Why is that? So I'm not sure the exact reason, but I, I didn't, I, I didn't ask about that, but I'm pretty sure it had to do um, with part of the reason I was given up for adoption, which was me being born with, you know, I was born with cocaine and THC in my blood. Um, which means she was using those drugs when she was pregnant with me. And if she didn't give me up for adoption, I would have been taken from her. Um, and so I do believe that it was there was a lifestyle they were living that they didn't want to put me in. I, I, I believe that's that's partly what I believe. I believe there was a lifestyle that they were living that they didn't want to put me in. Uh, that's That's the only reason I can think of. But I mean, maybe... Maybe it would have been something about she felt regret about giving me up if she saw me before I'm an adult or like I can't I can't exactly pinpoint. But I, I, I would say that that's the reason they didn't want me living that lifestyle that they were in at the time. She really had an understanding of the fact that you would truly be better off and she was actually taking better care of you by not placing you in that environment. Right, right. Yeah. And. Yeah, I I do believe that. I do believe that. Did she raise any of her other children or were you the only the only one given up for adoption or was it some did and some didn't? I was you as far as I know I was the only one for given up for adoption. The thing that bothered me a little bit is after I was given up for adoption, she had another kid and his name is Chosen and um he wasn't he wasn't given up for adoption. And I that's a, that's what really makes me think it was situational. Like it was based off of, you know, the life they were living at the time when I was given up and, um, you know, what they were going through. But as far as I know, I was the only one given up for adoption because, yes, like I said, she did have another kid after me and he is 
he's my little brother and he's he wasn't giving her adoption so were you aware of all these things before you met her or did this all come to light when you met them uh, are you talking about like how i found out about like the well, well well the fact that you were the only one given up and everyone else wasn't uh so i i found out a little bit before i met her um because then that's when i found out about chosen uh my younger brother because you know we were talking back and forth over the phone and she was telling me everyone in the family and chosen was uh a new name. My mom didn't know who Chosen was because she had met all the kids that my mom had at the time. Um, she was like, I don't remember a Chosen. So I, I found out around the time before, like around the time I met her. So, Nate, I'll ask you this. All of those things being said in terms of you potentially being the only one having been given up and literally the next child who she kept being named chosen i mean i don't know i I feel like i feel like there could be a lot of of weight to all of that did you and or do you feel any resentment toward her i wouldn't i wouldn't call it resentment that i don't i wouldn't say that's what i feel i just feel like it's it's a little it's, it's strange because you know obviously like the name chosen, like we both know what we're thinking there. You know, I was given up and then he was born afterwards. He was named chosen. I don't, I mean, I, I, it's not resentment. It's just, it's, it's a, it's weird to me. It's a, it's a weird feeling. Um, I would say I have a hard time resenting anybody for anything. So that might be it. Um, but it's, uh, Everyone, everyone who hears about this story, they ask me the same thing. And understandably, because I ask myself the same thing, like, you know, is this like, was this on purpose? Was this, did they just like the name chosen? You know, I don't really, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me, but it, it, at the same time, it does, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And and even just that being the name is just kind of another a whole other wrench in things right so are there things that you personally have had to deal with even if it's just on an emotional level or thoughts and feelings that you've had to figure out how to work through are there other things of that nature that you have dealt with throughout your life as a direct result of all this i would assume that there that there is uh, you're talking about before I met them, like just through my life of a result of being given up for adoption. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Feelings of, you know, all across the spectrum. Sometimes people might have feelings of, of worthlessness or, or right. questioning their own existence. Right. Yeah. They're def- I would say I there was definitely a lot of especially as a young child, um, a lot of, you know, why was I given up? Did she not want me? Did she not love me? Um, there was. um. There was a lot of that. Um, it's always a lot of questioning about like why. It's always why me. That's like the main question. Um, not that it, not that I was living a bad life, but you know, you you want to know the answer to you know why was I giving up? Like what was like you think what was wrong with me? You know, um, there was that. Uh, I got to think hard for this one. Uh, and 
Well, in terms of being given up for adoption, that was pretty much the main feeling that I felt. I really had the questions about, you know, because I knew she still I, at that time. I knew she had my brother and my sisters because my mom had pictures of them. Like she was like, you know, these are your brothers and sisters. They're still with your mom. And, you know, I was like. It was mainly the question, like, did she not love me? Did she not want me like it? And as a kid, you can only you can't help but feel that way, you know, because you don't have the answers. You don't have the answers. Exactly. Did you ask her those questions? Uh, I did. I, I didn't ask her because she kind of answered. She said, she said, you know, we always, she kind of did answer. She said, you know, we always loved you. Uh, we wanted you to have a good life. It wasn't, we didn't speak about the fact that I knew about the, um, the cocaine and THC that was in my system that I didn't bring that up. And I don't think she, I, I don't, I mean, I think now she knows that I know, but she didn't know that I knew. So, I mean, I didn't ask any of those questions to her, but because mainly because she's the one who brought, brought up, you know, we've always loved you. We wanted to give you a better life than what we were living. Did she name you Nathan or, or was she, that a name uh, given? My, this is my name. My parents gave me my original name was Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yes. And then Dowdy is also your family name. Yes, yes. Uh if I was um if I was still uh my last name would have been Davis. So as far as the, the birth father side of it, obviously then that's that's a whole other dynamic that you that you still haven't even touched on yet. Yeah, it is. And it's honestly honestly it's something that I would say I'm pretty interested in that because I do have um I do use Facebook uh, to connect with a lot of family. And that's like, there's a lot of people on my dad's side of the family on there that seem really cool. And I'm interested in exploring that side of the family, but it's, it's, it's very hard to communicate with my birth father. I don't know if it's just like, I don't want to be, I, 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 I find myself wanting to be like, kind of like, mm, I want my I want to present myself well to my birth father. That's 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 what I find myself wanting to do. And so it's it's kind of it's kind of, you know, I get really nervous when I talk to him because I don't want to seem like a disappointment or you know, I turned out the way you didn't want me to be. Um, but you know, he said, he did say, he said, you know, your parents did a great job with you. So that that did definitely help me out, but it it is something I'm interested in exploring, but it it's a little bit difficult. For have you had a chance to meet your maternal grandparents? My birth mother's side, yeah. I think I don't. I don't know that they're. I actually think they they one of my grandmother recently passed. I think I saw her post about it, but I, I don't think they're alive. I haven't met. I haven't met any older people. I've only met you know up to mom and dad. Those are the oldest people I've met so far. Are your the grandparents you grew up with still around? Um, some of them, some of them. I recently did lose my mom's grandmother to cancer, but I've, I've known, I've known all of them. Um, so I still, I still do have most of them. Yes. So you luckily didn't go without in that regard. Without grandparents. Right. Yeah. No, I grew up with grandparents. Yes. So Nate, I guess, I guess I'll ask you this. What, what for you would would kind of be the the main the main takeaway from all of this because it's it's still evolving for you right you know mm-hmm. you went 18, 18 years as one version of Nate with one family and now you've only been a little over a year into 
the new reality. So what so far would be your takeaway on on all of this and how it's played out for you? You know, my takeaway is that I you know, at first I was um I was really stressed about everything. I was uh when I when I realized like this is real, this is about to happen, you know, we're about to meet them. I was very stressed about everything. I was really skeptical. I wasn't really interested. And then I was, I, I decided, you know, why not, you know, why not figure out about a whole nother life that I, I could have lived if I wasn't given up for adoption, you know, why not go explore the questions I have about my family and my heritage and like where I'm from and what all this is about. And so like I, the takeaway, I'm looking back at it. Um, I wish that, and I can still make that change because I'm still, you know, like you said, it's still pretty new and I'm still going into it. I wish that I would have been. I want to get more involved. I, I want to um, I want to get more involved in, you know, my nieces and nephews life, my my siblings, you know, my my birth mother. Like, I want to be more involved in the family because now we're, we're just one big family. Like, it's the, you know, both both of us. We just combined that, that day that we met. It, it became one big family. And I've, I've heard that from both sides so many times. Um, but, yeah, I wish I would have. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely a great experience, and but I wish I would have taken it. I wish I would have started off being not as stressed because I came to realize there was no reason to be stressed about it. You know, you were just meeting people. Yeah, yeah. There's so much weight to not knowing the true story of one's own existence. Right, and it's something that should be so natural that it's. That would be hard for many people to even relate to, I guess. Suddenly, after your whole life, suddenly having the moment where you're finally going to find out where you came from, whereas right. most people are just born knowing where they came <laughs> yeah. from. And, and you know, I will say most of the, a lot of the stress came from the point of me not wanting to hurt anybody's feelings. You know, my birth mom was coming over and I, and I was like, she was calling me son, but I wasn't ready to call her mom because- you know, I have my mom, I have my dad, you know, I, I was like, I don't want to hurt her feelings by calling her by her, by her first name, but I'm not comfortable calling her mom. And, you know, I eventually had that conversation with her and she told me, she was like, son, you know, it's okay. Whatever you're comfortable with, that's fine. We're just happy to be reconnected with you. And so a lot of that stress was, and I bet a lot of people, that's what they deal with when they're worrying about meeting their birth families is like, they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. If, you know, they're not comfortable with one thing or another thing. And so that's that's where a lot of the stress was coming from. But I think a lot of families will will understand that, you know, they gave you up for a different life. And, you know, you have you have a family. And so, you know, you have a mom and dad. And so it's not it's not going to be the same as if they had kept you as, you know, their kid, because you're someone else's kid now. You know, absolutely. Well, Nate, um, I mean, I, I would just say you have you know turned out very well adjusted and seem seem to keep a, a very you know positive attitude about about everything and an open-mindedness yeah. to you know whatever's next and that, that's that's a, that's a great thing <laughs> yeah. um, for, for my for my part you know I, I guess i would just reiterate i i i you should you should do some dna you should do right. some dna especially if you 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 possibly have as many as you know, 
who knows, 20 siblings. <laughs> right. never, like, who, who, who knows what else out there? And it's, and, and again, as you said, you know, the birth father side of things, that's not even a hundred percent set in stone that that person is that person. So it's, right. it's good to know. Cause I, I have a guy that I've been talking to that started his journey way before DNA was a thing. And, uh, you know, at some point along the journey, he found somebody that they thought was his birth father because the dates kind of matched up. And, right. you know, that's he sort of went with that understanding for a while, thinking that was his birth father until he right. realized, no, it, it, it isn't. Yeah. So so I, I guess I would I would definitely encourage, you know, the DNA side of things. I encourage that for everyone, though, because it's it's just it's just best to know sometimes what what comes to light isn't going to be pretty or necessarily feel great at first but it's it's still best to kind of just know the reality of the situation of course of course so i guess i'll ask you this uh is there anything that you personally um would like would like to promote or have people sent your way or you know um anything that you're that you're working on or um as of right now there's nothing specific. Um, I do. Well, I do have a YouTube channel and I'm I'm planning on starting up some stuff on there. So, you know, if I could promote that real quick, that YouTube channel is Nathan Dowdy. Dowdy is D-O-U-T-Y. Um, I'm actually surprised that you uh, a lot of people don't pronounce my last name right. You got it. Um, <laughs> so that was that was cool. Um, you know, and if um, honestly, if anybody has any questions about, you know, adoption or anything, you know, on Instagram, I'm, it's the same as Nathan Dowdy. You know, if you have any questions, my DMs are always open. You know, I've been through, I've been through a lot of it. So I feel like I could, I could help out and answer some questions if anybody has any questions. Perfect. We all are, you know, part of, part of a a community in a lot of ways, as far as adoptees and, and just people in general that are looking and have found and, you know, it's a community. So I, I appreciate you saying that. And like you said, anybody that, you know, has any questions or just is, is questioning themselves, you know, feel free to reach out at any point in time. Of course. And like we talked about, Nate, I will, uh, if she's open to it, we'll try to speak with your birth mother and see what comes of that. But All right. in the meantime, I, I really appreciate your time. Really appreciate you of coming course. on. And it's been a, a great time, a great conversation. Of course. I, and, I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity. You know, it was great. No doubt. And we'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch and, you know, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm done with the, uh, the episode, but either way, we'll, we'll stay in touch and you have yourself a great day. All right. You too. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.